Hi, hello. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's loud. <laughs> Welcome back to the Four All Hours podcast. My name's Jamal, um, and it's almost midnight, so it is two minutes away from me being mid-twenties, baby. Run it. Run it. Hi. Hello and welcome to the Four All Hours podcast. Again, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name's Jamal. Hope your week's been good. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, actually, it's been less than a week. I reckon I uploaded five, five days ago. I don't know. I said I'd do a birthday special. So here we are. Here we bloody are, love. Um, hope your week's been good. I've had a brilliant fucking week. <laughs> Just imagine life gets so much better when you don't have a crippling alcohol addiction. Who'd have thought? Not me. And it's not that I don't drink anymore, but like, like I'm drinking now. You know, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Um, no, but not drinking two bottles of wine every single day is good for you. Who'd have thought? Me, I'd have thought. So yeah, there's that. Um, I'm just going to do, this is just going to be random shit. I'm just going to talk about the fun week that happened because I had a really nice time. And then um, ev- I do this every year. I uh, <laughs> I look up the fun articles that are like 23 reasons why being 23 is cool. And this year, via the Thought Catalog, 24 reminders every 24-year-old needs to hear right now. So, yeah, <laughs> we're going to do that. Um, when did I last record? I last recorded on Thursday. So, hold on. Please hold while I do a shot. (sighs) Happy birthday, me. Oh, that was rough. Jesus. Shit. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. I'm so sorry. Tadson Jamison. Jamison's usually good. I don't know why it tastes like fucking terps. Anyway, Thursday. Um, that was basically Wednesday night. So Thursday, what did I do Thursday? <laughs> I should have, I should have fucking looked this shit up. Hold on, please hold. Thursday. I did. I think I had a staff meeting on Thursday. Yeah, I had a staff meeting um, with the lovely folks at Dance Street. Just had a good chat, a little. Uh, Social, social call and had a chat about what we're doing this term. Oh, so that was fun. And then mm-hmm. Friday, back at work, baby. Mango is back. Treat is back, and it is wild and fucking ridiculous as ever. But boy, was I so excited! And then about two hours in, I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this sucks sometimes." But no, I had a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, so yeah, here we go. Here's the recap. So Friday. Didn't have teaching because it's school holidays. So I just went straight to work. 4.15, walked in the pub next door, got greeted with handshakes. I miss those boys. Shout out Mac. Shout out Macca and um, Yaz. I don't know if Henry's still there. I hope Henry's still there. I do miss him. 
Um, but shout out those folks. Had a, had a had a few pints before work, which was nice. Then I went to work um, at five because uh, there was some function, I think. Yeah, what what was the function for? Oh, it was for um some recruitment team. Like uh, <laughs> those jobs where you're just like, yeah, I'm in recruitment, and you're just like, recruitment for what? And they're just like. Oh, I'm just in recruitment. It's one of those weird middle management jobs that have like zero purpose if it wasn't for the fact that like a, a giant company didn't want to outsource their recruitment because they're lazy and want to pay less money for people to do it. Um, but with that being said, I saw um, an old mate, George, who used to work at Freddy's on Chapel Street. I used to see him all the time when I worked at Tokyo Tina. Um which is nice. He's such a good lad. He's the, honestly one of the nicest blokes that you'll ever meet. Um, little Italian fella. He's great. He's great. So I was feeding him beers. He was just like, yeah, catch up with Eliza this week. I was like, Eliza's back and she didn't tell me? Rude. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll go see her at some point. Also former Tokyo Tina. Anyway, uh, Mango opens. Ooh, Mango opens. <laughs> so... I think I I didn't look at the COVID guidelines because I was just like, it's not my problem. But apparently it was 50 people per dance floor. And I think we had like 250 per dance floor. Mango was bumping. That shit was rocking. Um, so, yeah, that shit was going off. Um, nothing too crazy. It was just good to see everyone again. Um Actually, I say nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy until about 2 a.m. Never started drinking. I covered literally everyone's breaks. I was in every single room doing shit, fucking <laughs> doing everyone else's job. I don't know why. I turned to the break boy. 3 a.m. told the story to my friends. We went out on Sunday. There was this, uh, I was walking around collecting um, some glasses um, before I went back to my bar shift. Like the, where was it? Where was I? Went back down to club, and there was this girl in the corner being eaten out by some dude. And I was like, "Nah, bro, you gotta go home, fam." I didn't tell her. I, I straight up walked past. I told the security, "I was like, there's some shit going on. I do not want to have to deal or look at that shit ever again." No, y'all are net, bro. If you are giving head on the dance floor of a popular Melbourne club, just go home. I, it, I'm sure it's hard to... <laughs> can't believe I'm saying this. I'm sure it's hard to get off in a room full of 200 people with, like, David Guetta playing. Bro, you'll never catch me getting off to David Guetta's music. No way in hell, bro. No way in hell. Um, so that was Friday. That was fucking weird. It was weird and wild. Um, but I think I <laughs> got off. <laughs> I um, left at five, I think. So I did five to five, which was fun. Um, went home. Passed the fuck out. I was tired. Saturday, I started work at... When did I start? 6.45. So again, went to the pub beforehand and I was working downstairs in club and I worked a 28th, 
which was strange, but they were all lovely, um, predominantly Asian crowd, so a, a lot of gin and tonics. A lot of gin and tonics. Um, so that was fun. The music was meh. They were fine. They were fine. Anyways, um, so that was 7 till 11, and then we swapped it over for club, and that's when shit got silly. So downstairs um, is cash only for whatever reason. I have no idea. Because the FBOS machines do work, but I just say that we don't have reception down there. Because I, I just don't know why. I, I haven't asked. I should probably ask. But, yeah, <laughs> cash only, and it's like downstairs at any club, any club, if there's a basement level, there is uh, A-grade cocaine flying around the place. We have two basements. It is like doof central. It is doof. It is shots and it is cocaine. That That is the three requirements of a basement club. Um, so, yeah, it, it got a bit it got a bit ridiculous. Everyone was getting fucked up. And <laughs> the thing about Saturday is that it's not usually busy, but we were understaffed. So, like, the bar I was working at, it's a three-person bar. You have two bartenders and a bussy, and it was just me and one bussy rotating through, like, two rooms. It was, like, tough. So I was busy, 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 busy. But um, one of the brothers of one of the guys I work with was there, and Sam was just, like, working. Um, like closing a bar because I think he was working champagne. So I was just like, yeah, go downstairs, see Jamal. And I hooked them motherfuckers up. They were doing Jaeger bombs. They were doing shots. I was doing Jaeger bombs and shots with them. I got silly, which was a lot of fun. Um, Got me through the shift, which was nice. Um, And then it closed. I got pretty drunk. Which was fun, Sam, manager Sam, if you're listening to this. No, I didn't. Um, so, yeah, that was Saturday. Actually, Friday, re- reversing back to Friday for a bit. Um, actually, no, that's a very inconsequential story, now that I think about it. Now that I've thought about it for about half a second, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so, yeah, Saturday, finished at 5.30. Um, so, I didn't, I didn't get home till like 8. Like the sun was out, I was walking home in like my blacks, <laughs> big coat. It's the worst thing about working nights, especially like bartending and drinking, is that you get home and you feel like a piece of shit because everyone's just walking like around with their dog and having a morning coffee. And I'm like, I my day hasn't finished yet. So yeah, um, and then Sunday, oh Sunday, um, <laughs> Sunday was really nice. I woke up at two. Um, we had a bottomless brunch at three, so I caught a cab to Richmond. Um, yeah, so it was Joel's, mine and Joel's birthday, little celebration, our little cancer babies. Um, so yeah, we we went to Fargo and Co, which was nice. It's a really nice building. I've, I worked there for a month at like three years ago. It was fun. Um, so yeah, bottomless brunch, which consists of one serve of food each and then just endless alcohol. We got pretty, 
pretty, pretty silly. We were very loud and all the waitresses loved us for some reason. I don't know why, but we are just that crowd. Um, they loved us. And then we had shots on the way out. And then we all went back to uh, Lockie and Brods, um, had second pre's, pre's to the club. Um, Mish pulled out a game of piccolo, which is always dangerous. Everyone gets absolutely silly, and Michelle doesn't because she's very strategic that way. <laughs> Michelle, we know what you're playing at. <laughs> Piccolo's on me next time. Um, but yeah, I had a whole bottle of red, a bottle of soju, and a bit more red wine, and I was silly, but it was uh, good to hang out with everyone. And then we went out to the club. Uh, we went to Fitzroy, and Circuit was closed. So we're going to go to Circuit, which is like, um, Circuit Sundays is like the gay club. Um, but it was closed. Circuit is almost exclusively only open on Sundays. I know it's not, but like that's 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 their function. That's that's the wave. Um and Yaya's was closed as well. Smith Street was dead as fuck, dude. Smith Street was out for the count. So we walked up a little further um to an old stomping ground. We went <laughs> me and Broad went there one time with like ten minutes to go. We didn't even get a drink. Uh, we went to Rainbow. Um and that was just good. The girl at the front door was taking like the money. It was like five dollars entry. I was like sick. Five dollars entry, bruh, it it costs thirty dollars to get into a mango or treat. It is redonkulous. So five dollars, I was like sick. This girl had like she looked like Darth Maul if the red was white. And she had like little uh fake horns. I was like, oh <laughs> cool. And we went in and it was like Full devil shit. There was like a theme night that we weren't aware of. Because I pulled up in like a nice two-piece suit. I was wearing a tan suit with a lilac uh, singlet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I walk in. And as soon as I walk in, there is a lady in full red makeup. Like red, red. Like uh, the River Nile is running red, red. Um, With like a full Pentagon... Fuck, uh, necklace, right? And then <laughs> on the other side of the bar, I see some lady dressed as a dog with a chain around her neck being pulled around by a uh, he or she or they, I, I didn't clock the uh, gender, um, in a full gimp suit, like a leather, <laughs> closed mouth, closed eyes, I don't know how they saw, but it was just full gimp suit. And I was like, bruh, what have we just walked into? Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I was, I wasn't too drunk, but then <laughs> I was just like, Joel, it's our birthdays. Come to the bar. And I was just like, Jaeger shots, Jaeger bombs. Ooh, which is dumb. Anytime I do Jaeger bombs, whew, I'm in for a long night. Because then, like, I was at the bar with Joel and Broad, maybe Tiggy, I think. And I was just like, drinks. Who wants to drink buckle-lime sodas all round? I was like, we're getting fucked up. Did I regret that? Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, 
we got pretty pretty silly, which was it was good fun. Um, I haven't been out out like work doesn't count. I haven't been like out out with friends, very good friends in a very long time. It was nice. It was nice to fucking squeeze everyone's face. Um, and then on the way back, so we were all staying at Broads. Um, Locke, so it was me, Locke, Tiggy, Bree, and Brody. And Lockie, Bree, and Tiggy were just like, we're going to jump out. So we're catching a cab, and we're just like, we're going to jump out at Flinders Street Station and see if anything's open. You two go back to the apartment. Brody, do you have your keys? She's like, yeah, I have my keys. It's fine. We'll see you back there. Because, like, (laughs) Brody was pretty done. I was done. I was gone like two, two Jaeger bombs and a vodka live soda regardless. It's like, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? I've been this drunk in so long. Um, and then we we're standing at the entrance and Brody is pulling out every single card and every single fucking little knickknack in her purse. And she was like, trying to open <laughs> the door with literally everything but the keys she didn't have. I was like, do you not have your keys? She was like, no, I don't have my keys. I was like, yeah, good one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we called Bree. They came. Nothing was open anyway. For some reason, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. We've just got out of lockdown. You'd think the clubs would be open. I don't know. We probably could have gone to, like, lock and key or something, but <sighs> we move. Um, and then, yeah. That was Sunday, so that was really nice. Good to see everyone. Good to see everyone in the same room. There was about 15 minutes where we had all 10 of us in the same room, <laughs> which I was just like, all 10 are here. Everyone take a moment. Okay, cool. We're all here. Because, like, Bank rocked up late because she had some rehearsals, and then Cody had to leave early because he had work. Um, so I was just like, everyone's in the same room. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, lots of fun happened on Sunday and then Monday. I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to tell that. Um, Monday, we just lazed around for a bit. Five of us just chatting absolute honk in the living room. Um, Then I went home and then I've been working on this uh, dance piece for my open class, which is really good. It's really good. And despite what I say to myself, I go, <laughs> I oscill- Ooh, oscillate. What a word. I oscillate from I'm the greatest choreographer of all time to that looks like shit and you should fall through a fucking floor. Somewhere in the middle right now. Because like, I've literally replayed it 50 times today. Because I just record, like I record every little choreo thing I do because like, I'm dumb and I forget stuff. But also just just for posterity, there's like a massive folder on my computer which is like, this is Cory that I've done since like 2017, like ages ago. Is this the best one that I've done? No. But it's top three? Top four? I don't know, I've done a lot. And it's one of my better ones and it's a lot of fun. Um... Bro, this all right. 
before before we get onto twenty four reasons why you shouldn't kill yourself before you're twenty four, and talk about this song. So I've recently been getting into Chase Atlantic, um, Australian born by the way, um, Los Angeles based. Bro, they are horny as fuck. This song is so horny. <laughs> oh, mommy, uh, 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 uh. like it's yeah. It, I was reading the lyrics. I was like, bruh, y'all are horny as fuck. Um, but yeah, class will be good. Hopefully people turn up. Um, not expecting any any more than six or seven, but it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. So what else is there to report? So that was Sunday. Monday, I've been working on Cory. Tuesday, oh, I've been going to the gym a lot. Bruh, <sighs> I have this thought all the time and you just think like, yeah, how like, obviously this is just a very surface level uh, comment. Yeah. How much easier my life would be if I was just like hot. Now there's a, there's a caveat to this again with my choreography. Sometimes I think I'm the hottest person on the planet. And there are other times where I'm just like, I'm just going to, just going to, just go to bed and pray I don't wake up. Isn't it's not <laughs> that is an over exaggeration, but that I'm just amplifying my point. Like just like you look at some people and you're just like, wow. <laughs> A, you're very attractive. And B, like that surely that gets you somewhere in life. Like just being genuinely drop dead gorgeous. Like I think um like Henry Cavill. Like is I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if you've heard about the golden ratio. I would not be surprised if that man just had like the perfect face. He is like beautiful square jaw, well parted head. That dude is fucking ripped. I don't know. (laughs) What was it for? I can't remember which role it was. It might've been like one of the Supermans he was in, but that dude is just, it's like Liam Hemsworth. It was just like perfectly put together. It's like, just imagine if I was perfectly put together. You know? How easier my life would be. Oh, God. Um, also, this podcast is sponsored by the wine that I stole from work. <laughs> mm. Which is a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, the Pepper Jack variety from uh, the Barossa Valley. It's really nice because <laughs> every Saturday um, we have like a heap of open wines from like day service and then functions. It's just like, all right, well, are we going to drink them now? We're going to take them home. And I got two bottles of Pepper Jack, which are like $30 a bottle at a bottle though, which means they're like $70 a bottle at any restaurant. I'm just like, I'll fucking take those. Cooked a mean pasta. All right. Um. Okay, 24 reminders every 24-year-old needs to hear right now. I am currently 24. I I am currently mid-20s, which is terrifying because sometimes I feel 19. Um, I don't look 19. Some people tell me I look 30. Some people tell me I'm 45. It's fine. <laughs> um. 
before I get into it, um, I <laughs> heard from my dad for the first time in like weeks, months even, like <laughs> um, no fault of his own. He's just like, you're a grown man. You can you can do you yourself. But he, like, talks to my sister a lot because, like, my sister's... To me, my sister's still a kid. She's almost 20 and she makes about 40 times the amount of money that I do. Um, <laughs> but she's just... She's, like, my baby sister. So anything from dad I hear via Alia. So he was just like, are you free today? Can I call? I was like, what's the occasion? I was like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> so um, I had a call from him. It was nice. It was good to catch up with him. Um, I, <laughs> not to get too sad, I really miss my dad. Um, he's a great uh, figure in my life because there's been a lot of rotating figures in my life. And, and actually, that was a point that I was making. Did I make that point last week? Where I was just like, uh, Hawthorne are changing coaches. I did make this point last week. Hawthorne are changing coaches for the first time in 18 years. Alistair Clarkson, who is the current coach of Hawthorne, has been more of a presence in my life than my own mother, which is wild to me. So shout out. Um, but yeah, I uh, had a good call with my dad. Uh, it was good to catch up. Still can't speak Mandarin, even though he lives in, he's lived in China for eight months now. Okay, here we are. Here's what we've all been waiting for. Here's my uh, yearly routine. 24 reminders every 24-year-old needs to hear right now. Right now. So, all right. I'm just going to read read the uh, prologue and then I'll give a cliff notes of all the points. So, 24 is a profoundly strange age to arrive at. No longer fresh out of college, we're expected to have some things concretely figured out. And yet... Life seems to be a continuous cycle of learning and conquering and then failing and unlearning. And 24 is an age at which that cycle is all too alive and thriving. No matter how much you've figured it out at 24, you're still in for long life of challenges, surprises and changes. And through the madness of it all, there are a few key reminders you could probably stand to hear. So first of all, people who have said they've figured it out at 24 are wrong. And I reckon I've said I've figured it out. I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll fix this shit. I remember, oh, so I've got this tattoo on my wrist. Beyond free, shout out Black, shout out the boy. Black, we share a uh, zodiac sign. He is also a cancer. So you love to see it. And also... <laughs> My favourite basketball player on my favourite team. We share the same birthday. He's a full year younger than me. I hate that. I hate that uh, people that I look up to and are on my favourite teams are much younger than I am. So that's that's something I just have to deal with now that I'm old. Number one, your future is not set in stone. You surpass the years of the blind flailing that are 22 and 23, but you're suddenly starting to feel boxed in by life. You've chosen. Stop, breathe, relax. You have no idea where you'll be in 10, 5, or even 2 years from now. You have no obligation to stay right where you are, even if it's a perfectly logical place to be. And that is something I say every single time to everyone who is ever having a crisis. Not me. (laughs) I'll never say that shit to myself. 
because I'm dumb and I don't listen to my own advice. But that's the thing. I, I, I reckon I preach this shit so much. It's like, actually, no, I do follow this advice. This is the one thing that I do follow. It's just like I've dropped out of uni so many times and I've changed my career path 400 different times. It's like you, you do not – you are beholden to no one at this age. Like you can, you could literally just like pick it up and go wherever the fuck you want, which is crazy. It's very daunting, but it's um, something I've very much considered if it wasn't for this travel bubble. I reckon I'd be halfway across the planet right now. Um, two out of 24. Here we go. <laughs> We're in for a long one, folks. <laughs> Point two, love isn't dead. Bro, 24, who says love is dead? I know you've been let down and disappointed by love. I know it's been a long time since you felt the magic you direly miss. Jesus Christ. But don't worry, feeling like love is dead is a key stage everyone passes through in their 20s. The magic comes back. It just happens when you're expecting at least. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about this one because I will never consider love is dead because I am what people call a simp i will fall in love at the turn of a fucking hat and and like i am like to be real and not you know funny about it like i am that person like as much as i say i'll never get married like i'm very much the um believer in love i don't know why hasn't done much for me in the past I'm kidding all previous relationships, uh, which leads into point number three. Everyone has baggage. You're not 17 anymore. Yeah, that's that's something I'm not learning to accept because that's just a thing. Like, I feel like I'm very good at being an adult in most situations. But, like, you've, you've just got to accept that just, like, as much as you've had a past, everyone else has also had a past. It's not like you come to a person, they have a completely clean slate. That's not how that works. Just imagine if how that worked, if that's how it worked. Wow, that wasn't a very good sentence. Anyway, we move. Number four, it's not your job to live someone else's dream. Uh, the writer, who is Heidi Preeb, I said this at 23 and I'll say it again. You don't have to change anything about the way you are living to seem more impressive or worthy to someone else. At my dad. I love my dad so much, but that is one thing I will always uh, have just in the back of my head is that I need to sort myself out to a certain lane because my dad's very much a... uh, a traditional person in the way that you just like, you just go to uni, you get a job and then you just live your life from there. And it's like, Oh, it's not for me. I've tried. I've tried old man. Number five, you don't owe anything to your younger self. Your dreams are allowed to change. Your perspective is allowed to shift. You don't have to keep working a particular job, living in a particular city or pursuing a particular goal because an old expired version of yourself wanted it. This is something I feel like I have uh, done quite well. Um, my dreams change every 15 to 20 minutes, depending on what I say on the internet 
or what happens in the world. So um, I feel like I am a very malleable person for better or for worse and often for worse because I feel like sometimes I am a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, and I'm just like <laughs> spreading myself thin, but that's a, that's a different problem for a different conversation. Number six, you're allowed to still feel like a kid sometimes. Some days you'll feel like the all-reigning master of adulthood and other days you want to crawl straight back into your mother's arms well, and weep like you're 10 years old. It doesn't make you less of a grown-up. It just makes you so incredibly human. Look, can't relate. Um, I've sometimes feel like I've mastered adulthood, but then I, uh, I don't want to <laughs> hang out with my mother, so whatever. Your body changing isn't a bad thing. This is something I'm currently <laughs> dealing with. Um, so what does she have to say? So you can't demolish half a pizza, knock, ba- knock back a half a dozen shots and still be up and functioning at 7 a.m. the next morning. Your body's changing, but those changes also create opportunity for you to, con- take, to take control over your own health. Um, that's definitely something I'm sorting out right now. Um, I go to the gym a lot now, um, if not just to keep my mind off a lot of other things that are going on. But also, I never thought I'd not not get fat or not be, like, out of shape. But, like, during full-time, like, all the way up to high school, like, the end of high school, I was just, like, thin, right? So I always had, like, skinny boy abs. I was never, like, big. I never had that problem. And then I went into full-time and I just got, like, shredded. Right? There was a memory that came up on my Snapchat, like, three or four days ago, and I was yoked. Like, genuinely, not being funny, I was ripped as fuck. And I look at myself, like, when I... No, it wasn't three days. It was, like, three weeks ago. And I looked at that photo at the time. I was just like, what happened? Because I look at my, looked at myself in the mirror then and I was yoked as fuck. And then I looked at myself uh, in the mirror when um, that came up on my phone and I was just like, I don't look the same, but I feel the same. So I started going to the gym and I was just like, nah, I'm weak as fuck. I've been back in the gym. I've been hitting that shit. I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. Um, and we're halfway to being hot and having <laughs> good things work for us. So, and I'm drinking less. Um, so, yeah. Number eight, it's normal to have insecure days or weeks or months. You're going to struggle. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to feel wholly unprepared and self-conscious as you move into uncharted, uncharted territory in your life, but those feelings are normal. Everyone has them, and the only true mistake you can make is to let it let those feelings hold you back from what you want. I I agree. Um, <laughs> like, I I even had a moment today, like two hours ago, where I saw this thing on Instagram, and I was just like, I like it was just a dance piece, and I was just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I feel useless not useless in the way that i'm just like i'm just nothing but i was just like everything that i've been creating up to this point i was just like what's the point (laughs) 
It's like if you're a singer and you're just like, wow, this is really good for me. And then you just like listen to Beyonce and you're just like, well, I'm a piece of shit. Yes, obviously, because Beyonce is Beyonce. But one thing that I'm learning to do is have perspective and um, it's not relatability. Relativity. Relativity is what I'm talking about. It's relative to yourself. Like you can't you can't compare yourself to things that you a you idolize because that's a lost cause, and b people who are just a lot better than you because like you, it's a losing battle. You you are running your own race. So number nine, you're going to make incredible new friends in the future. Yeah, everyone goes through a period in their twenties where friendship is scarce. Your college group starts to lose touch, but a closer adult group friend. Friend group hasn't quite formed yet. I personally am not in that spot. I have a lot of beautiful friends from my dancing days and a lot of great friends at work. So um, we're going to move real quickly on from that one. 10, the real love never disappears. The people who just get you will always get you. It doesn't matter if you see each other every second of the... What? doesn't matter if you see each other every second day or every second decade, you're of the same heart and that will trump physical proximity. That is how I feel about my dance friends. I love you all so much. Um, thank you so much for being in my life. <laughs> I remember, must have been two years ago, I reckon it was my first year of, yeah, it was first year of PA. I'd known these cunts for like five months and I was just like, you guys are the best friends that I've ever had and I'm so grateful for every single one of you and it still holds true. I love every single one of you. You know who you are. I love you. Number 11, you're doing a lot better than you think you are. Someone out there is hopelessly proud of you. Someone out there is hopelessly envious of you. Somebody out there is looking up to you the way you look up to so many others. Don't discount the magnitude of your own impression. I love that. Um, because like the amount of people that I talk to and I'm just like, yeah, I've, I've dropped out of uni so many times because I didn't like it. And they were just like, I wish I could do that. I'm like, really? Really? I was like, good for you. Good for you for looking up, <laughs> looking at me like a beacon of hope. Cause I think of myself as just, just a uni dropout sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, that's the other thing. Perspective. You've got to. Just like, also be kinder to yourself. We're all going to fuck up. And that leads into number 12. You're going to fuck up big time in the future. And you're going to survive it big time too. Stop clinging so desperately to the things you've gotten right so far. You're going to lose some of those things, but you're going to replace them with things that are even better. Things you haven't even thought about yet. That's true. Um, that's <laughs> For me, that's just very big picture. Like, I don't think about what I'm about to fuck up. What was the last big thing that I fucked up? Um, probably my car. Like, I didn't crash it or anything. It just just broke. It was me spending $1,500 on a car and being like, yeah, it's a good idea, and then spending, like, three grand on servicing and shit for it to shit the bed six months later. So, um, yeah, uh... I'll uh, like I'll definitely fuck up in the future, but 
It is what it is. 13, you're going to succeed in ways you couldn't possibly imagine right now. Some parts of your future will go exactly as planned, but the best parts probably won't. The best parts of your life will take you completely by surprise, and that's a wonderful thing to keep in mind. See, I love the sentiment, but also I think that's that's something you can't bank or uh, count on to happen. Like, obviously, in this theoretical situation, it's going to happen, but also you're just like... <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck, what did it say? The best parts of your life will take you completely by surprise. I can't expect that because it's supposed to be a surprise. A random side note, uh, <laughs> my brother and I, because it's my sister's birthday next month, we're just like, we're going to surprise and we're going to get her a cat because um, we've lived our whole life around cats um, and ever since um, our Ellie passed, rest in peace, miss you, love you lots, um, it's been like five months without, like, a, a cat in the household, and it's been tough. And we were just like, we're going to surprise her with a cat. And then Ali was just like, I'm going to get a cat soon. And I was like, don't you fucking dare. So, I don't know. That's a random story. <laughs> Number 14, everything you're insecure about is an opportunity for growth. Everything you want to hide about yourself in your 20s reveals a hidden strength that you can choose to harness and grow into. Spend less time trying to disguise yourself and more time getting in touch with yourself. On the other side of great insecurities are often your greatest strengths. Really? (laughs) I don't know, man. What am I insecure about? I'm insecure about a lot of things. But also just like... And and maybe this is the point of... uh, The like point they're trying to make. It's just like... On the other side of your insecurity is strength. But, like, I think about my insecurities right now. I'm just like, how am I going to turn that into strength? How am I going to turn it, like, not being uh, good enough for myself and, like, other people into, like, being good enough for that? Like, I'll get there. One, oh, yeah, I guess that's a point. I will get there. I promise. Number 15. When you have to choose between disappointing others and disappointing yourself... Choose the former. You're the one who has to live with your choices every day for the rest of your life. So work on making yourself proud first and foremost. The people who truly love you will be happy once they see you're happy with the life you've chosen. I love this. And I've uh, said something of the same like sentiment. It's one of those things where I always say, you are going to... like, You're the only person you live with right so like uh, i said this when i was in my um most recent relationship i was like you can go to bed with someone and you can be in the same bed as someone and you can share a life with someone but at the end of the day you go to bed being in your own body in your own mind and if you are uncontent incontent not content with yourself it doesn't matter what other people think of you or yeah, how the outside world views you. If you're not good with yourself, then like it, it really doesn't matter. Cause at the end of the day, you are just in your own head all the time for good or for bad. And usually it's for bad. So uh, try and be better with yourself is, is what I'm trying to say because yeah, no matter how good you think things are, with other people, 
if you're not good with yourself, then like just you're not going to have a good time. You're not going to have a good time. So, oh, Jeez, that wine is. We're talking tannins here, folks. Jesus, sixteen. Oh, I love it. I haven't even read it. It's not too late to start over. Just because you've achieved success in your field or harnessed a skill that you're good at doesn't mean you can't make the decision to scrap the whole thing and start over. You're still so, so young. And as 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 long as you're breathing, it's never too late to shoot for what you want. Absolutely, let's go. I preach this every day for my fucking life. Not the it's too late to start over, but it's just like you are beholden to absolutely nothing and you can do whatever the fuck you want at any given point in your life. And I'm sure people have seen like the the fucking shit that goes around the internet. I reckon I see it every like two or three years. And he's just like, Oprah Winfrey was fired at 23 and she didn't get her own talk, uh, talk show host to like fucking 40. Samuel L. Jackson didn't start acting till he was 45 kind of thing. It's like you just you know you have to a do anything you don't want and b it's never too late to get your shit done you know do what you want. Seventeen, you probably don't have yourself all figured out yet, and that's normal. Chances are you're starting to see the old problems crop up into your life time and time again. Adulthood brings with it a sense of self awareness that is absent when we're young and growing into ourselves. But noticing these patterns at all meaning means you're approaching a good place. You're conscious of where you're getting in your own way in life, and that's the first step to finally busting through it. Um, I also love this. It's very true. One thing, I've, I've never figured myself out. I've definitely figured some things about myself. But um, what I have figured out is that I know when I'm A, spiraling, B, not having a good time and see being dumb about it. That's the biggest thing. Like I've, I've started being aware of like, I will feel a certain way and I'll feel down about myself. And I'm like, why you're just being dumb. It's like today, the example that I gave before is like, I was feeling down about myself because I saw a really good piece of choreography. And I was just like, why do I feel bad about this? That's not me. I, I don't care if it's not, as good as what I'm doing, uh, if it's way better than what I'm doing. Like, I'm on my own path. And literally, I was just walking around my house. I was like, what can I do to make myself feel better about this situation? I was just like, I'll have some water. I'll have some food. Um, <laughs> like, I put some sport on the TV. And I just sat there and I was like, I, I was literally sitting there, deep breaths, and I was like, I am okay. I'm good enough for myself. Not always, but right at this second. <laughs> and it just calms you down. And that's one thing I've been trying to focus on is how to, like, A, calm myself down and B, just be better about myself without drinking. Because that used to be my cope where I was just like, oh, I feel shit about myself. I'm going to have a beer or I'm going to have a wine. So, um, yeah, the wine that I'm having right now is a celebratory wine. <laughs> It's not a, um, I'm trying to cope wine, which is nice. It's always nice to just like not have bad coping mechanism. 
So, yeah, that was 17, 18. I don't want to even fucking see it. <laughs> no, not this. You don't have to find the love of your life right now. You're allowed to be single for the next year or two or ten. The best thing you can do for yourself at this stage is figure yourself out so that when the love of your life finally does come along, you're ready for them. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, it's obviously true. But also, (laughs) like, I I don't know. I need to have this conversation with more people. Like, do, do people believe in right place, wrong time? Because I genuinely think if I met my f- first girlfriend, Lana, at a later stage in life, that, like, we'd probably be, like, married or some shit. Because I... Like, sometimes you just have chemistry with people. Um... And, like, I started dating her when I was, like, 17. No, 16. Well, like, 16. That is, like, four, four and a half years. No, five. Five? Four. Four and a half. Whatever. And he's just, like... Like, we got so far. And then it was just, like, circumstance that broke us up. And I've been in relationships where you just, like, it's just, it's just not meant to be. Um... But right now, you're just like... Because sometimes you just have chemistry with people and you're like, well, now what? Now what? Because you think, okay, I'm 24. What? They're also early to mid-20s, whatever. Just like, to what end? (laughs) That's funny because I kind of related. I was having the same conversation with my dad earlier today. And he was just like, ha-ha, happy birthday, you're mid-twenties now. I was married when I was your age. And I was like, yeah, how'd that go for you? He was like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm divorced now. I live in China. <laughs> and uh, I just, like, it's such a dumb thing. And I was having this conversation with Ali a while ago. I reckon. Yeah, this was when, uh, who was it? It was me, Broad, and Ali, and Mish. I was just chatting with Ali, and I was just like, look, you can't go into a relationship right now at our age thinking that it's going to be forever. Because the chances are that it's not. And I remember this from the back of an X-Files CD from like 2010, and I will take it to my fucking grave. Nothing, what is it? Nothing lives forever. Oh, no. It's nothing lives forever and everything dies. And it's true. It's like when they say death and taxes are the two things that are just absolutely certain in life, which is very true. But I think where people go wrong in a relationship is that they get into a relationship and they expect it to just never end. Or they get into it and they're just like, oh, I'm in a relationship, it can't end. 
I, I feel like that's what happened with my last relationship. And this is absolutely no shade. But there was a point like, when did we start dating? July 2019. And it was August of 2020. And I was like, nah. Like, I remember being at a house party. This was between lockdowns. And I was at a party and I was just like, I'm I'm so done. Like, I'm so unhappy. And my friends were just like, just, just break up with her. Just leave. I was like, okay. And I, what, I didn't break up with her till February. Like, it took me six months to realize that it doesn't have to be forever. You're allowed to just leave because of just differences. You just ha- it, you're allowed to leave because of differences, differences of um, opinions that you hold dear to your heart, like core values that you believe in, and also just if you're unhappy. Like if you're just not happy, just stop. That's one thing that I'm coming to grips with is just like if I'm not happy doing something, I'll just stop doing it. Like I've got, <laughs> I got really good at that with uni. I was just like, I don't like this. I'm leaving. But relationships are a lot harder. Because there's like another person that you just... The uni doesn't care if you leave. Fuck. People leave every day. People leave every day, bro. But yeah. Um, so from that, take yourself into account all the time. Um, and yeah. Wow. I spent a good five minutes on that. I have I have so much to say about that. I genuinely might bring it up later at the end of this list. Number 19, there's a lot of there's probably a lot you're forgetting to be grateful for. The people who've stuck by you through the worst of times, the chances that others have taken on you, the bills you're able to pay each month, the meals that you never worry about not having. Chances are there's a lot going right in your life right now and that's important to not lose sight of. Um I agree. I'm very grateful for everything that I have right now. Um, especially the people who like, uh, I have this struggle every time. I'm just like, no one cares. And I know there are so many people out there who care about me and what I do. And it like, it honestly makes me feel so grateful. And I'm genuinely about to cry right now. (sighs) There are so many people out there who care about me as a person, because I remember, especially around like late high school, early uni where I had nothing. I had nothing. Like I was dating someone at the time, but it was long term, like long distance, long term. And we were just like, we were just not it. It was just, wasn't it at the time. Um, I, (laughs) my mom kicked me out. I was living on someone's couch and I just genuinely felt like that genuinely no one cared and i know and i know people did and i know my mom still cared it was just a a situational thing but there was like four months in my life where i was just like down i would i just it just wasn't it i was like i, I can't do this anymore um and then like i moved in with my dad it was okay but there were there was just moments where I, I genuinely felt, <laughs> fuck, 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 stop. I, I genuinely felt like I, I would feel a lot better if I just wasn't here. So, like, 
and and per the tattoo on my wrist, <laughs> like I I am grateful to be here. I've I've gone through a lot, and I know it's not even close to being as bad as some people go through. But <laughs> fuck, I'm just really. <sighs> I'm just really grateful to be here um, and so grateful for all the beautiful friends that I have um, and the people who employ me because I need money to live in the fucking society that we do. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I'm so, no, I'm so incredibly grateful for all the friends that I have. <sighs> And my family, mum, dad, brother, sister, grandparents, you fucking name them. I know they care. I, I just sometimes don't feel it because I'm a dickhead. Um, and just to reiterate, um, shout out to, to my friends. You guys are quite literally the best thing that has ever happened to me. And I am in tears right now. Is what happened last year. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, yeah, I am very grateful. I am very grateful. And number 20, we move. Ugh, there's probably a lot you're forgetting to be proud of right now. The jobs you've landed, the problems you've conquered, the dark times that you genuinely thought you'd never see the other side of. Hey, <laughs> and yet look at you. Still here, still trying, still pushing forward with everything in you. And that counts for absolutely everything. Yeah, it, it kind of builds on what I said before. Um, yeah, there were times where I was just like, I... I... Fuck. <laughs> like, jobs, jobs, whatever. Like, uh, I've done my fair share of fun jobs. I love my job right now. I've I've landed some gigs back in the day before, like when I was with a company. I was just like, I was yeah, great having some dance gigs, having fun. But the thing I'm most proud of right now is just like, I, I there was genuinely times. Where was it? Fucking 20, 2018, 2017, 2018, where I was just I I genuinely did not want to be here. Like we've all been there, but there were there are just times where I've just like, I just I just don't want to be alive, which is so dark and so grim. But I'm just, I don't know. This is very self centered, but I'm very proud of myself for getting through it because like, the the opportunities and the friends I have been given um, wouldn't have happened if I just didn't push through and just. <laughs> just just be me and just get through it. And I think that's one thing that I've learned about myself is that I'm very, like, persistent. Um, like, I'm just... Like, as as much as I've um, quit uni, I'm just like, I just, I just don't quit. Like, I, I quit shit I don't want to do. I don't quit on myself. I will never quit on myself. Bro, this... <laughs> This is emotional. Fuck me. I'm getting too old for this shit. Ah, all right. Uh, please hold while I pour some wine. Um, twenty-one. 
Fuck me. Why are these all getting really emotional at the end? There are so many people who'd be happy to help you if you'd ask. There are so many people out there who would genuinely love to see you succeed and just as many who'd be willing to help you get there if you'd be willing to put your pride aside for long enough to ask. And this is something I say all the time. Um, I get really down about myself sometimes. And as I said before, sometimes I'm just like, people don't care. People genuinely don't care. But like, I know if one of my friends asked me, hey, I'm feeling really down about myself. Can we talk? Can we do this? Can we do X, Y, Z? I'll be like, absolutely. I will be there with bells on. I'll be like, I will not leave until you are feeling better about yourself and I will lecture you for three, four, fucking five, six hours, days, years, minutes. I don't care. I will be there until you feel okay about yourself. But the dumb thing is I don't feel that way about myself and I know my friends don't think, (laughs) like my friends think the same way as well. It's like we're just feeling down about... I wonder how many people feel down about themselves and their first instinct to be is just like, okay, I'm going to reach out to someone. That is the last thing I will do. I started a fucking podcast for it. Jesus Christ. Like, the lengths I will go to to not seek help. Like, I I started drinking. Drinking really bad again. I started uh, fucking eating like shit, I started sleeping too much, I started sleeping too little, I started coping with other ways, other substances, like, bruh, I'll do anything except seek professional help. Or the help of my friends. Because, like, and I get what they're saying, it's just like, you just don't want to be a burden. But, like, I know, what is it fucking, it is one o'clock right now, if I called any one of my friends right now. They probably wouldn't pick up, but they'd text me back and be like, hey, you are good. I'd text them and they'd be like, hey, I'm not in a good shape. They'd be like, are you okay? What can I do for you? I know they would, but there is something in the back of my head that's just like, nah, fuck it. They don't care. I'm a burden to society, which I know I'm not. And I'm getting better about myself. Number 22, we're almost there, folks. I'm so sorry. Number 22, having all the answers just means you've been asking the wrong questions. Yodas, Yodas facts, bro. <laughs> if, you've, if you have everything figured out at 24, chances are you're living beneath your potential. You should always be a little confused, a little nervous, and a whole lot hungry for something bigger. Those are the states that push you forward. States? Stakes? States. Um, I agree. I've never been one to be comfortable with myself. I will always try and push myself to the next thing. And I'm always of the opinion that if you are comfortable with what you're doing right now, you are settling and you can do way better than what you're doing right now. Number 23, fear means you're doing something right. That is the other side of number 22. If your plans are the future, for the future don't scare you, you don't have important enough plans. Your dreams should freak you the hell out. That means they matter, and if you aren't gunning for things that matter, what the fuck are you even doing? It says hell, but I feel like fuck emphasizes it. I 100% agree. I am scared every single day, <laughs> which is dumb. It's not how I should feel, but I wake up every day, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do some dancing. Then what? Then what? 
is the big key here because I have so many things I want to do. I want to make myself like I want to make it as a dancer somehow. I don't care how it's done. It is just what I'm passionate about. And I also watch a lot of football and I think I can do that too. Not play, not fucking uh, teach or train. Like I can coach. Like I can, I look at that and I'm just like, I have the sort of brain that could just like, okay, I watch a lot of Hawthorne football because I'm a Hawthorne fan and I look at what they're doing and I'm just like, that is just wrong. (laughs) We're just not good here, here and here. And I'm sure the coach at the moment sees that. He's actively trying to do something about it, but I'm just like, sometimes I feel like I can do that. And it was my goal as, I remember, a fifth grader. Um, I photoshopped my head on the <laughs> the headshot of Alistair Clarkson. I was just like, um, what was it, in the fucking yearbook? I was just like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I want to be a football coach. So who knows? Who fucking knows? I'm only 24. And that's something I've got to keep in mind. I'm only 24. I'm not that fucking old. Um, what's the fucking question? I got in a sidetrack. Fear means you're doing something right. Yeah, I have a million things I want to do. And I remember having a conversation with Bree at the start of the year. Shout out, Bree. I love you so much. I hope you're well. Um, we were sitting in some cafe in Berwick and we were just talking about our... Gr- no, was it this year? It must have been this year. We are talking about our grand dreams of how we were going to plan fucking world domination. Like uh, all our big dreams and goals and we are just like, I want to do this, which is going to lead to this, which is going to lead to this. So many big ideas. And we're going to get there. But like there's not a day that I don't wake up and think, holy fuck, should I just go back to uni and be just a dude? Just a dude in society, you know? Just a guy who exists. I, I don't, and that's my biggest fear, is just that I'll end up just being a guy. Like, who think like, my, not end goal, but I want to become a high school teacher at some point. Who thinks about their fucking English teacher from year 10? I couldn't even name mine. No, can't. Can't right now. And I'm not trying to change the world. I don't have the facilities for that. I just want to have influence on something, on people. I want to make... I want to influence people in the way that they make them feel better better about themselves and pursue what they're passionate about. That's all. That's all I ask for. 24, last of the list. Here we are. I'm so sorry for the long podcast. You already have the answers you needed. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't they contradict that before? Anyway. It doesn't matter if you're 24, 15, or 100. There is a part of you that always knows exactly what you want, how to get it, and how to keep growing. You have to be brave enough to listen to it. And if you can do that, you're absolutely going to live a life full of value at absolutely any age. Yeah. I feel like that contradicts what she said like two points ago, but I kind of agree. Like, you it's you don't have to know what you want. You just have to keep pushing. Like, I, I genuinely, right now, right at this second, 105 on a Wednesday morning, I have no idea what I want to do. Like, 
I will I will teach dance. I'll go to my teaching job. I'll be like, yeah, I, w- I want to dance. I want to teach. And I'll do, like, I've got a fucking open class, like, that I've just organized. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen there. But <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to, like, and I'll do some dance shit. Or I'll go to a show. Or I'll watch my friends do literally anything. I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a dancer. But then I go to the football and I'm like, I'm going to be part of football. <laughs> and then I do fucking anything else. And I'm like, I'm going to be a part of this. And I feel like sometimes ambition is a blessing and a curse. I, I, I started a fucking podcast and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I was just like, this is, this is not a thing I can viably do. But it's something I want to do. I want to, like, have an effect on people where, <laughs> like, and that's what I think draws me to high school teaching is just, like, if I had myself as a high school teacher, I feel like I'd be way better off um, because people don't focus on the right things. And, like, that's not the system of high school. Like, high school is very systematic and They'll just teach you X, Y, and Z, but, like, there's not the human aspect of high school. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just something I've had a lot of beef with. But that's, uh, fuck, what was the title? 24 reasons, 24 reminders every 24-year-old needs to hear right now. And that's me, I'm 24. Baby, I'm 24. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I feel, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, which is, Good, according to this article, but also, I don't know, I I fucking cried 20 minutes ago, like, I'm okay, but I'm not, and I'm good, but, you know, who knows what the future holds. Um, Do I have anything else to say? Oh, there was one point I wanted to come back to. Fuck, which one was it? You don't have to find the love of your life right now. Absolutely. Absolutely you don't. Um, and I wanted to talk about right place, wrong time. I've experienced it before. And and that's an extension of what I was saying before and what I was talking about with Ali is just like, uh, everything it is, everything is until it isn't, but also you're just like, no one goes into a relationship thinking that it's going to be for, like, it's not going to be forever. Like, no one goes into a relationship thinking that you're just like, okay, this is going to be for, like, six months, and then we're done. Because then you're just going into them with false pretenses. Pretenses. Like, if I'd be like, hey, let's go out, let's date, let's, you know, do X, Y, Z, dating, lover boy shit, I'm not going into it thinking, hey, uh, this is going to be done in six months. You're just like, oh, you just write it out. And that's, I think that's something that's going to be prevalent in the future and not just in relationships. It's just like, just do it until you're not happy anymore. Like, there's there's so much in the world that you have to offer and the world has to offer to you. 
So A, don't take it for granted, but B, most importantly, you don't owe anyone anything. You do not owe anyone shit. And that's and that's what I'm learning right now. Um, because yeah, I've <laughs> like I've been in places where I'm just like <laughs> not being taken advantage of, but you're just like I'm just in it for whatever. I'm not in it for myself. There have been places in my life where I've just not been in it for myself. Um, and that's something I'm learning to like take a grasp of. Like I'm, I'm in this shit with me. This is my shit, bro. So yeah, um, it's been a full fucking hour and a quarter. So um, I'm gonna end it here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have been listening, um, yeah, um, another year around the sun. Here we are. I'm halfway there. <laughs> Okay, last thing before I end it. I've always been of the opinion that um, anything after 55 means nothing to me at this point in time, which is a dumb thought I have, but it's just a, it's just something I feel very strongly about. And I'm going to finish the wine really quick. Hey, here's to 24. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening to the 4 All Hours podcast. My name's Rin Jamal. I'm mid-twenties, and I will see you next week. <laughs>